Welcome back, everyone, to Faith Dragon, the podcast where we help each other make the changes we know we need to make, and some of them that we don't want to make, but we know they're good for us. Today, I want to talk about a concept that is central to the Christian life. Um, when you become a Christian, you become, the colloquial term is saved, right? What we mean by that is we're saved from the punishment of our sins, that being death and in eternity, in, in eternity separated from God in hell. We are saved from that into God's kingdom of light and eternal life, um, unity with Christ uh, forever in paradise. Okay, so that's that's salvation, right? But we don't just go to heaven right away, right? We're still on this earth. God has work to do in us and through us while we're here on this earth. And sometimes, as a Christian, it's easy to get stuck in just feeling bad for yourself because, you know, we still sin, we're still on the earth, and things are not going the way we want, and it looks like evil is all around us and succeeding, and the bad people, no, that's, I don't mean that, I mean, it looks like people who practice evil are getting everything they want, and meanwhile, we're trying to do the right thing, and we're getting punished for it. Well, here's some encouragement from Romans 8 for you today. I'm going to read through the first 11 verses or so um, and kind of walk through that um, as an encouragement of how to live the Christian life and stay encouraged and strong in the spirit uh, and how to not lose hope. Okay, so Romans 8, if you want to follow along. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That's verse 1 of chapter 8. And that's a huge huge statement so even though we keep on sinning there's no condemnation for us right god jesus already paid for any sin that we're going to commit jesus already paid for huge right because when we feel like a failure and we feel like we've messed up we know god's already covered that right there's no condemnation we can come straight back to him immediately back to him and repent and say god please forgive me i did not want to do that. I, I should not have done that. Please help me. So that, that's huge. Okay, that's verse one. That's one verse. It's powerful. There's now therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Okay, verse two. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be, be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh but according to the spirit. Dang, that is a lot going on. Basically what that's saying is we could not fulfill God's perfect law on our own. Jesus lived the perfect life and fulfilled all the requirements of the law and he became uh, sin for us in the sense that he took took on the punishment and he took on the sin that we deserved, uh, the, the, the penalty of sin for us, so that we could, um, I feel like the word is impart, so that he, so that he could impart his righteousness on us. Um, but the key at the end of that, this is the end of verse 4, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So all of that that Jesus did 
we then have to walk according to this. And that's a capital S, spirit, meaning God's spirit, the Holy Spirit. All right, pick it up at verse 5. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit, capital S, set their minds on the things of the spirit. So this is the key differentiator, okay? So Christians do not live according to, well, or should not, I guess it's possible. Some, some do, I guess. Christians should not live according to the flesh, our old self, but we should live according to the spirit. That is God's spirit that lives in us when we, um, trust him and, uh, trust him for our salvation. Okay. So verse six, for to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit, capital S is life and peace. Can I get an amen on the peace? Set your mind on the spirit is life and in peace to set your mind on the flesh is death to set the mind on the spirit is life in peace huge where is your focus are you thinking about the earthly things and getting bogged down in all the stuff that's going on around you yeah we have to you know take care of some logistical things in our lives but where's our focus what what is our foundation right set your mind on the spirit that is life and peace okay verse 7 for the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to, to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. The mind that is set on the flesh cannot submit to God's law. That's strong words. Verse 8, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You know what that tells me? All the good things that we do to try to impress God or that we try to do to pay God back for saving us those things in and of themselves cannot please God if you are operating out of a position of self-dependence out of a position of the flesh that's not pleasing to God it's not honoring to God right you may help somebody with something physical they need but that doesn't change anything about your relationship with God right it, it's it's like our good works the Bible says are as filthy rags compared to the righteousness of Christ. So all that to say, verse one through eight, the key focus there, Romans eight, one through eight, focus on the spirit and the things of the spirit. And by that, I mean God's spirit, not, not our spirit. Um, focus on the things of God's spirit. Okay. So that's like the setup and like the exhortation part of this. The next verse is nine, 10, 11 are the part of like how we do this. Okay. So verses one through eight set us up with like the direction, the imperatives. Okay. Nine through 11 is going to show us how we do that. And this is key. This is like the whole point of the video. So this is the part. If you don't get anything else, pay attention. Verse nine, you, however, talking to Christians, you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If in fact the spirit of God dwells in you, which we know that Jesus said is better that I leave so that I can send my the helper the holy spirit to be with you so we know that if we're christians and we're um trusting god with our salvation we've repented of our sins we turned our life over to him the spirit of god dwells in us so this verse 9 says you however are not in the flesh but in the spirit if in fact the spirit of god dwells in you anyone who does not have the spirit of christ does not belong to him so that's that's the same thing we just talked about but if christ is in you Although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit, capital S, 
is life because of righteousness. So even though our sinful flesh is dead because of sin, the Bible says that the wages of sin is death, the spirit is life because of righteousness. So God's Holy Spirit comes to live with us, and that is righteousness, and that he lives with us. Okay, verse 11. If the spirit, capital S, of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, which it does, if you're a Christian, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. You know what that tells me? That tells me that we can't live the Christian life on our own. It is the work of the Holy Spirit working through us that we are able to please God with our works, that we are able to change, like truly change, be sanctified. It is the Holy Spirit doing the work to teach us, to bring us closer to God. Like all the things that you want to grow in and grow closer to God is a work of the Holy Spirit. So if we take all that into consideration, right? It talked about focusing your mind on the things of the spirit, not on the things of the flesh. As you're going around day to day, are you getting bogged down by logistical things? Like, are you more worried about making sure that you get to the restaurant on time for your reservation? Or are you more worried about being a gracious and gentle person to your waiter at the restaurant? Or are you more worried about being a patient driver while you're driving and not fighting with, you know, your friends or family in the car, right? We're more worried about getting the things done that it's like, they don't really matter, right? We, we, what we should be focusing on is how, how should I represent Christ in this situation? What, what would the spirit want me to do in this situation? Right? So I've got the thing that kind of sparked this discussion as like something I wanted to talk about was, um, a couple of months ago I got, uh, it like rear-ended and part of the insurance that I was able to get, um, like it was the other guy's fault. So his insurance paid for it. Part of that was they paid for a rental car for me. Now I have an old, like 2010, I think it is a Corolla and it's a, it's a beast. I mean, it is, it's still going strong. Okay. But it's, you know, it's not like brand new, right? It's, it's got, uh, it's got some older features in it and stuff. Like you can't really, you can't connect your phone to it or anything like that. Right. CDs and it has like an aux cable. Okay. The rental car that I got, oh my gosh, it was like a 2021 or 2022 or something like that. I mean, it had like all this fancy stuff. It had where you could pair your phone up to it and it had like GPS built into the little dashboard thing. I mean, I was scared to touch anything because it was like steering wheel, stick, uh, not stick, the you know transmission thing, put it in drive, Prindle, that whole thing. And then like in the middle of the front um, dash thing was this like giant screen. It had all these functions and features i'm like what, what is this is it like a smart car or something is that wasn't a smart car anyway it had all this cool stuff that it could do and it had safety features and all that and you know the whole week like usually in my car if i listen to music or a podcast i'll just play it on my phone and just set my cup set my phone in the cup holder and i'll just listen to it from there i'm in this new car where i could pair up my phone to this system and like get the get the sound to come out everywhere 
you know, I could blast the music if I really wanted to. You know what I did? I didn't I didn't do that. I just set the phone in the cup holder just like I did with my old car. <laughs> so even though I have access to all this power, even though I have access to all these rich uh features, I was not using any of them. I was still living as if I was in my old car. Okay, that's that's like it's not a perfect example, but that was just a picture that I feel like God just slapped me in the face with. He's like, you know, Ethan, using your phone in the cup holder in a car with this kind of, you know, features and power is like getting the Holy Spirit, right? Trusting God for your salvation, getting the Holy Spirit, and then just continuing to live as if you were still living in the flesh, right? You're not, you're not plugging into the power. You're not plugging into the source of your salvation, the source of the power. And it's given to us freely. We all have the Holy Spirit when we trust in the, the Lord Jesus. So that's like just the, the picture, the, the metaphor for this passage that I just wanted to share with you. Um, I'm going to close by just saying a prayer, asking for God to, one, help us recognize that we are like help us recognize when we are passing up the opportunity to plug into the spirit and help us to find opportunities to lean into the spirit and trust him and, and, uh, and listen to what he would have us to do. Dear Lord, in your wisdom, you knew that sending the Holy spirit would be better for us than letting Jesus stay on the earth. And even though it sounds crazy, we trust that you know what you're doing and that you've given us your Holy Spirit for a reason. And we know that that same Spirit raised Christ from the dead. So that same power lives in us, according to your word, Lord, in Romans 8. Help us to take advantage of that. Help us to live like we have the power of the Spirit living in us. Help us to live like we have access to you directly through the Spirit. I pray for anyone who believes the lie that they are in this life on their own, who believes the lie that God doesn't want anything to do with them, that he doesn't want to use them, that he doesn't want to bless them with the same spirit that, you know, all of the different disciples in the Bible, they all were doing these miracles and wonderful things. We have the same spirit living in us. God, help us see that. Help us use that for your glory, Lord, and for our sanctification. Thank you. Thank you for providing for us. Thank you for being our spiritual provision. Amen.